welcome. Welcome. Whose show is it? How do you do your intro normally? I intro the guest, but I don't think you need an intro. But what would your intro be? Welcome to Build. Welcome to Build. Yeah. We're building. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, check your GitHubs, get your code ready. We are here. Everybody's favorite engineer is on Build. Today. Yes. Yes. How's it going? Number uh, one committer <laughs> at Drift. <laughs> That's right. Here's, this is a really funny story, actually, which is um, Matt Bellotti loves to tell the story. Do you know that I was a product manager for one week at Drift? No. You, <laughs> the look on your face says everything. Wow. Why is it? What? What is it? Hold on. Let's, we, I You're wanna, not nearly nervous enough. No. No. Hold on. We, I, there's, so we had this product called the Drift Daily. Uh, where before we really launched anything, we basically ingested all of your uh, data from email, like you'd hook up MailChimp or mm -hmm. Constant Contact, and then we would send you a report mm -hmm. as you got new subscribers. It was really cool, actually. And so it'd be like, boom, these five people join your list. Maggie has 100,000 followers, and she's connected to these five people you know on Twitter. And Andrew was building it, and I was sitting next to Andrew, and they were like, you're gonna, you have a bunch of ideas for this, so you're gonna be the product manager Kay. for this. But in the true drift fashion, it's not like you're not going to do marketing. Right, you're right, just right. going to do this. Do it also, yeah. Both. I didn't think it was that bad, but we ended up not doing it. Now, now, like that's Wait, a you, so you didn't ship your feature. Of course I did. Oh. I just put a bunch of things on Trello cards, and it was like <laughs> done doing now. Icebox later, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like we. You and, nailed it. That's yeah. That's, that's it. basically yeah. product management. Yeah. And and that that's literally, that's literally like the only part I remember. But now Matt loves to like spin this story into like, oh, remember when DG was a product manager and it was like. Anyway, why do you think I wouldn't be a good product manager? I think you'd be a great product manager. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Don't. Call no, it. really, because that's what I want to talk about today. Okay. Is that copywriting and storytelling? Sure. I think is the key to product management. I, because if you can't tell the story and yeah. you can't motivate people, yeah. then how does the team even know what they're doing? I love that topic. Let's un let's unpack that. I think I would be a terrible product manager, by the way. Okay. Because I'm all sizzle. <laughs> All sizzle, not much steak, which is like a problem. Okay. Um, anyway, but yeah, I th so I think like, I actually think about, you and I have talked about this yeah. a couple times, not like a lot, but like multiple times mm -hmm. when we talk, we talk about this, which is like, I think, I actually think this isn't, actually has nothing to do with product management, which you yeah. should spin as we talk about this, but like, I think that the most underrated skill at a company mm -hmm. is internal marketing. Mm -hmm. Whether you're in marketing or not, it's called internal marketing because I think so much of so much of work, unless you own your own company and you're a solo person and freelancer, is like relying on other people helping you out. Right. Especially as a team grows and scales or getting people fired up. And so I think so much of it is like explaining the why and getting people around you rallied behind this thing that you're going to go do. And but that's that is product. The yeah. whole goal of a product manager is right. what are you doing and why. Yeah. And really, it's just the why. Yeah. The, and so we've talked a lot about the why because especially if you're building something like a product, if you can't get people inside of your company fired up about it, then how are you ever going to get somebody who has no relationship with you or no knowledge of you to care? Yep. And I also think you can feel a difference when the whole company is excited about something. I think that's one of our secret sauces at Drift is like, I think I talk about this in marketing a lot where like everybody at Drift wants to do marketing. I think that bleeds out externally. Mm -hmm. I think the same thing is true with products. I think when you're certain products that you use that you can tell that like the people who built that product really freaking love it yeah. and are passionate about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think when I think about 
product. And really this kicked off for me when you were tweeting about copywriting being everything. And yep. I started thinking about it within what we do. And I think if you can't, if you can't tell a story and the story and product includes the characters, the conflict, so your users, what's wrong, what you're solving for, where you're trying to take them, mm -hmm. that whole arc applies to every feature and everything that you do. And you're right, if you can't explain that to someone verbally written through copy in the products, then you can't, I don't think you're gonna build something that's good. No, I think it's so true. I've seen, I've worked with a lot of product managers in, in different places, other companies, different jobs. Mm -hmm. And I think something like this weird thing happens in, pro and I don't know anything about building products. Like I just sit next to, I've sit, sat next to David Cancel for three years. And so like, I know about building products right. from that, right? But like, I think something, ha some this weird thing happens when like a product manager has to write like a, a spec for something. What do you mm -hmm. call it? What one pager. A one pager, whatever. Like I've seen people shift into like this weird like non-human mm -hmm. thing, and they're like they're writing like these weird words and phrases. Like as a blank, I would like to like I get the jobs to be done framework and all mm -hmm. that, but like I think there's just it felt like out of control. Like this is not why can't the what I'm trying to say in ramble is like why can't why should marketing then have to take that one pager mm -hmm. and then translate it into words that the customers will use that we'd use on the website, right? right like right. I actually think that the one pager should be like helpful for me as a marketer because they're mm -hmm. like, hey, we've already done the work. Right. Here's how we're gonna talk about this. You might right. change the words, but like I think that's so important where it's not just some mad libs formula that you like pass off to mm -hmm. the engineers and they go like right. <laughs> build your thing. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't get done that way. Yeah, and I, th I think that's the, the Amazon model of write the press release before you even start. Yeah. Because if you can't explain that value, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So what I want to know is, okay, we have to tell stories, we have to tell them internally, externally, as product people, how do we do that? Because I grew up in a household where my dad every day, he would read whatever I was, whatever I was writing, he would read and he would tell me to delete all of it and just say, say what you mean. I love that. Say what you yeah, mean. Yeah, he would say, he would say, tell me yeah. what you're trying to do here. And I think. Tell him and he'd say, write that. So it's, like, how do how do you teach people to get better at copywriting? That is such a good lesson, the say what you mean thing. Yeah. Um, read it out loud, say what you mean. Read it out loud, say what you mean. So like, it's crazy because those are two things that if you told anybody with that, they would agree with you. That makes obvious right, sense. Of course. For me, like I had just had to learn this lesson, which is like, you ha I think you have to be confident. You can't just roll in anywhere and say, say what you mean. That's how you write. And you're like, you have to be confident and like have shown that this works. But mm -hmm. like, for me, I read something once, it might've been an old copywriting book and the person who wrote the book said, um, oh, I know what it is. It's a, it's, I think it was uh, this Eugene Schwartz breakthrough advertising, this book, right? And at the beginning of the book, he said, first of all, before, and it's a book about copywriting, he said, before we go any further, in order to be successful at copywriting and storytelling, you need to throw out everything that they told you about grammar in school. And I was like, okay, great, because I don't know my nouns or my adverbs from ver whatever, right? right? Like, sorry, I don't. Uh, but I can get people to understand me. Mm -hmm. And I think, and, and what that book made me realize is it's more important to be understood than it is to be grammatically correct. Yep. And so you can beat me up all day for my grammar, a typo, this and that, but my only thing I care about is did you understand what I was trying to say? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we just get too lost in like the the how you get there, right? Yeah. Like the story piece of it. And so mm -hmm. like your dad's advice is so good. It's like, just say what you mean, right? You ever like, you're having a conversation with like your spouse or somebody and you're like, you talk and you're like, all right, you know what, I'm just gonna cut right to it. Here's what I mean. Like that mm -hmm. is the money. That's right. what you ch like chunk out all, like rip away all that stuff and that's your 10%. Mm -hmm. And most of the time you only need that 10%. And it's the same thing why like Steve Jobs was obsessed with simplicity at Apple. 
right? Um, there's a there's a quote I I don't know who some famous author maybe it was Thoreau or something like that <laughs> said like uh, simplify <laughs> simplify, mm-hmm. and there was a quote from like. If Steve Jobs wrote the quote, simplify, simplify, it would have been just simplify. Why didn't you say it twice? He said it. Everything yeah. was just dead simple, and I think that's really hard to do. Okay. But how, how do you, you mean. say what you mean? But how do you teach people to do it? You say, okay, they need to simplify, simplify the how. Yeah. One of the ways, one of the tricks that I learned early on here was mm-hmm. everything I wrote, I have to say it out loud. Say it out loud. And I don't mean like grab your piece of paper and be like, hello, today on Build, I'm talking to Maggie, right? No, say it out loud. Like I was standing in line at a coffee shop, like mm-hmm. I'm pumped, Maggie's gonna be on the podcast later. Same thing, right? Right, But real. Right. And we're all people. And I think the biggest change is like, there's not like work Dave who reads things with his work brain in one way and then like mm-hmm. home Dave, we're all people. And mm-hmm. so I think, so I think getting, I think saying it out loud mm-hmm. and you need a coach. You need somebody who's gonna question every word that you yeah. write. And so like I had DC ripping apart every email and blog post and whatever, mm-hmm. I, and tweet even that mm-hmm. I s- wrote in the early days. And he would just screenshot stuff and be like, would you really say that out loud? Yeah, yeah, that's And true. that's such an easy guardrail, which is mm-hmm. like, would you say that out loud? And I, anytime I ask that to someone, usually they're like, no, you're right. Right, well, or they start reading and they get three words in and they stumble. Because they know. Right, and then they realize that they wouldn't say it out loud. Don't say it out loud. Yeah, Yeah. we we do the same thing on the product team occasionally. I think Alexa and I yesterday were talking about something and she asked for some feedback and I just said, I don't understand what you're trying to say. And then she explained it to me and I was like, write that. Yeah. Just write what you said. Yeah. The other, another hack, another hack is like, um, use their words. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm giving you so many secrets right now. One of them is like, oh, you got one. Say it. What'd you say? Say it like you mean it. No. Say what you mean. Say what you mean. Simplify. Say it out loud. Yep. One of the most important one is to use their words. Okay. If you're trying to write copy for anything in product, my guess is it's already been written somewhere, right? Absolutely. Especially if you're building product. Mm-hmm. It's that's something that product people don't like to hear. What? They want to build a new thing. They want to build their own thing. Innovate. Innovate. Don't, don't invent. Yeah. Right? There's a great old wiki post here at Drift from DC, which is like, here's how a product manager would design a chair. Have you seen that one? I haven't, but I can imagine. And it's like this, like, I don't know where he found this picture, but it's like this woman in this, like, futuristic looking, like, chair that goes, like, around her head. And <laughs> yeah. it's, like, basically like a ball. Right. And it's like, that's how a product yeah. manager engineer would build a chair. It has every feature you could ever right. imagine. Whereas, like, why not copy a chair and make right. it, like, slightly more comfortable? Mm-hmm. Um, but the hack is, like, to use their words. And so especially in product, you're building something because there's a pain somewhere probably, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so at Drift, we're building sales stuff for sales and marketing. Okay, so I would go talk to sales reps, right? But I think that I think a lot of people mix this up and they say, yeah, I did a bunch of interviews. The gold in doing the interviews is actually then you get to use their words. They mm-hmm. already wrote the headline for you. The best messaging you could use is, and think about it, you're, that's who you're trying to sell this thing to, right? If, if I went and interviewed Alex Hambury, one of our sales reps, for a product we're building, and he told me, the biggest pain in the ass in my day is when I have to blank. That's the headline for the landing page. Why would you use something else? Why would mm-hmm. you spin his words? He's going to be the buyer. Use that. And so the hack is, and if you can't always do interviews, right? you got to get out of the building and talk to people. Yep. But there's so much. You can find stuff. So I, a, a hack that I would do all the time is I go to Quora mm-hmm. or Reddit or Amazon or Product Hunt, and I find related products to what I was have to I would have to write about, mm-hmm. and I would read the I would read the reviews. 
Mm-hmm. And so like, let's say we're, I'm writing a, a new book about iPhones. I would go to Amazon and find other books about iPhones and see what the reviewers said. I love this book because it's all about blah, 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 boom. You just wrote exactly right. what I want to steal for this. Right. Or Product Hunt, we're in the, like, if mm-hmm. I was a PM at Drift, I would go on Product Hunt or whatever other sites there are and go find related products and go see not what the company, what not what the marketers of the company wrote, but like what did the commenters say and use that. Hey, this is a sales rep at X company who said, man, this is going to change my day because now I can blank. Right. So go find your customers, find what they're talking yeah. about and what words they're using and steal that for your own copy. Exactly. Right. And, you're, and not just for the press release or the landing page or whatever, but actually in the product for the copy. Yeah, because you got to get inside of the head of the people that you're building for. And so I would, I know nothing, again, like I know nothing about product management and building products, but like I would want the engineers who are going to actually like write code to this thing for this thing, like feel the real words of somebody, mm-hmm. right? It's like, and you're not going to be able to go out and do 50 interviews. Like I think that that's bad advice. Like go out and interview 50 people. Like that's impossible. Five. It's 2019 soon, right? 2018. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, it's 2019. <laughs> no, this week is just all 2019 planning. Yeah, we just, we're doing that. I'm ready for 2019 to be like to be over (laughs) yeah (laughs) so my mind is 2019 uh, right now but like yeah you can you can like get all that information somewhere else the other another thing is like youtube is amazing every product on every idea in the world has already been invented Mm -hmm. and you can go to youtube and watch reviews because like youtube think about who's on youtube right it's a lot of self publishers or like you know this is mary she's a she's a blogger and she reviews uh, you know, Jordans, she, she reviews Nikes. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Because then she's going to tell me all the things. Right. And so one little hack, listen up, you hackers out there. When we launched, all, when we launched, there's one particular thing that we launched at Drift is our scheduling functionality. Mm-hmm. I went and I watched YouTube videos of all of our competitors and figured out what, not, but not what their marketing people said, what, hey, I'm, I'm Bob and today I'm going to review blank. I want to hear what that guy says and I want to use his words. Mm-hmm. And then really quickly you can pick up on two or three things. Right. So the the keys are really like say what you mean, simplify all that stuff, but then mm-hmm. also you have to go and do like your research, right? right. Go dig. This is why mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with keeping like a swipe file and, and reading books and everything mm-hmm. because all this stuff is already in there. The best lines, yeah. some of the best lines we've used at Drifter and other copy or whatever, mm-hmm. we didn't invent them. Right. We found them. Oh, Salesforce wrote this in 1999, but now we have mm-hmm. the modern version of it, so we wrote it like X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that the the concept of a swipe file is not something that I think we traditionally do in products. But I don't now that I'm thinking about, it, I have no idea why we don't do that. I would, especially in product, it's it's almost easier because in market marketing is like my swipe file is awesome, but it's also a mess because there's like I got ads, I got events, I got mm-hmm. emails, I got landing pages, I got tweets, I got books. Whereas like. If I was the product man, usually you're usually the product manager of a certain thing. Yep. I would go find everybody in that area mm-hmm. and go find swipe all their landing pages, swipe mm-hmm. all their emails, sign up for their onboarding flow, and swipe all of that. And then when you get to do it your turn, you've already soaked in all that knowledge. It also mm-hmm. helps you learn quicker, right? Like yeah, absolutely. The, the best marketers are are the people that can learn the fastest mm-hmm. uh, because you're out there and you're able to just consume all this information. And right. so, like subconsciously, then when you go to write and go to create the doc for your new thing, mm-hmm. you know it. Right. And if they've already done the research, you can just steal their research. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we have the advice. What's two books? Give us two books that's going to make us better copywriters. Two, can, I, can we, before we go into books, yeah. we need to talk about like how to tell a story. Oh, yeah. Because I think it's really important. I'll take Because like, we secret. just talked about writing. Mm-hmm. 
But I think a lot, not enough people think about the the arc of writing a story, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be hard. I used to like hate. I used to not be good at public speaking mm-hmm. because I had no I had no framework. Right. I would just like get up there and just here's my talk. Mm-hmm. Blah. Right. There's a really simple framework that um, I stole from a bunch of Steve Jobs stuff and books, and mm-hmm. it goes like this. And so now everything that I write, whether it's a deck or a landing page, mm-hmm. I write it like this. Number one is tell a story. And you tell a story because nobody wants to just jump right in, right? Tell a story to hook mm-hmm. somebody. And okay. it could be a related story. It can be like, and the story is like, so the other day I'm walking down the street and blank, right? Mm-hmm. You got to tell a story to hook somebody. And you can, and your stories internally could be like, remember how uh, Elias told the company blank? That's mm-hmm. why, right? That's the connection. So tell a story, pose a problem, state the solution, show examples, and then have a CTA. That's five things. Pose a, uh, tell a story, pose a problem, state the solution, show examples, mm-hmm. CTA. Mm-hmm. That formula works every single time. Yep. Because you tell a story to like disarm people and you be real and you, you hook them with a story, right? Mm-hmm. Every movie every movie starts with kind of a scene that like doesn't really have to do with the, the longer movie, but it's just like someone to get you. Yep. Now you're hooked. Okay. Once you're hooked, you, you pose the problem mm-hmm. that's related to the story. Then you show the solution. Then you show examples to be like, this is not just bullshit. Here's exactly how we can do this. Mm-hmm. Beta customer said this, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And then the call to action. Obviously, you don't always need a call to action in your stuff, but yeah. that's No, framework. but I mean, this is exactly the framework that... I think a well thought out feature has. Because there's a story, there's a backstory to it. Yep. There's the core problem you're solving. There's your solution that you come up with. There's yep. examples of how you're gonna use it, how your customers are gonna use it, and then there's what's next. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. I love this topic. Yeah, this is amazing. Tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, so books. Yeah. What books? Give us some books. Well, before I just give out books though, I think you can't just read a book for the sake of reading a book. Like okay. You have to. This is what this I I could never get onto reading because I just didn't like what I was reading yeah. about. We couldn't be more different. What you I love, love reading. reading. Really? I'll read. I read all the time. Any book doesn't matter. That's amazing. Still. Mm-hmm. Do you watch TV? Not really. I've been having these like. Now that I have a stupid iPhone update and tells me how much time I spend on my phone. It's so sad. Yesterday I spent three hours on my phone. That's what it says. Three hours. I mean, hours. You're, you're holding it and touching it right now. Three hours. Yeah. Do you know what I could have gotten done in three hours? A lot. Yeah, a lot. So I need to read more. Anyway, um, <laughs> I started reading for us. I don't just read like anything for fun because mm-hmm. like, we're different in that way. Yeah. I read for a specific reason. So I read to like go. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know like what for the product products community, what's the the best book? Okay. So it's going to help us with this. Topic. So I would say I would say if you want to study copywriting, uh, Get Ogilvy on advertising mm-hmm. because it's a great mix of copywriting and it's also super visual and there's a lot of ads and they're very old. Okay. And like there's some like naked women in there and stuff. It's like very like it's very old school. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's yeah. important. But it's <laughs> just like that came up. Yeah, it's one of those books like you know how like an art book like it's yeah, supposed yeah, to be yeah. art. Like yeah. I don't understand. Um, and so in that and there's like a bunch there's like a weird ads like it's real like if you read too much into it like you're being like oh this is not useful mm-hmm. but if you take it for like at the time this is, these are ads that they ran to sell cologne or to sell soup mm-hmm. these people had to literally send you something in the mail mm-hmm. so this was written in, in like the 1960s 
when there was no online marketing. It was marketing was hard, much harder. Right. I had to t convince you via the newspaper why you should buy something. You yeah. had to cut it out, put it in the mail, send it to me. Then mm -hmm. I send it back to you. It's crazy. Yeah. So Ogilvy on advertising, some timeless lessons like mm -hmm. about copywriting and direct mail and advertising there. The second one is called, um, I'll give you this one. It's called Cashvertising. Mm -hmm. It sounds really corny and a catchy, dumb title. Yeah. But it's basically like, it's tips. And so the whole book, you can fly through it. It's like 101 lessons, basically. And it's like, write short, choppy copy. And it's just going to basically break all the things that you've learned about right. traditional writing. And like, the only goal of the first, of this sentence is to get you to read the next one. And so like, that's why all my writing is like very short and very choppy and not mm -hmm. formal because the goal is just to get you all like it's like um it's like a it's like a puzzle like a, or, or like a stage stages right it's like the only reason the first line the only reason the headline exists is to get mm -hmm. you to read the first line of my article right. which is going to get you through the next line all the way boom 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 cta yep so there's a lot of stuff like that okay yeah if you can survive the naked pictures in ogilvy on advertising you will become a great copywriter okay what about storytelling what about storytelling oh man there's so many storytelling. Um, so storytelling, I think one thing is I now think of movies a lot. Mm. And if you really think about a movie, think about the story arc of a movie, mm -hmm. right? Okay. There's always an arc in there. Mm -hmm. um, the There's a great one called by Stephen Pressfield co called Nobody Wants to Read Your Shit, which is a phenomenal book. You should retitle it, No One Wants to Use Your Shitty Products. It's, it's a, you would yeah. love this. You would love this. <laughs> yeah. It's the same concept, which is like, just because you did it, nobody gives a fuck about it. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, and it's amazing because it just forces you to read. It, it trains you. It trains your brain to think. He used to be an ad, an ad agency guy, mm -hmm. and his whole model was like clients would come to him with their like you know their baby. It's right. the best thing ever, and his job would be like, no, it's not. Right. Tell it from this angle. Mm -hmm. And I think when you can go into that world, especially in the product on the product yeah. side, like you're gonna be better. Yeah. Nobody wants to read your shit. Um, man. I'm trying to think if I should give this one away. This one is this one's a little bit of a of a secret. Um, I would just say go watch. Don't read this. Don't read a book. Go watch. Like take any Steve Jobs keynote, and mm -hmm. you'll see very clear. There's a story structure, and there's a there's a reason he does it. He mm -hmm. does things away. The rule of threes, like we've talked about that here. Yep. Everything is always three. People are just wired to remember three mm -hmm. things. Go back and watch like 2010 iPad keynote, 2007 iPhone keynote. Yep. Like watch all that stuff. And that's what I watch to like learn, and I can watch it over and over and over again because yeah. you're gonna learn something new every time. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing to me that the rule of threes is something that you came at from that angle, whereas from my background, all of my consulting friends, rule of threes, all my consultants out there, every single presentation Shout is out three. Consultant, really? Yeah, three huh. points always. So obviously, it's, it's the, the consultants and like the crazy marketing people who live in the hills like have yeah. the same same thing. Yeah. Um, what? What's the hardest part about storytelling in product though? Like why don't more people do this? Yeah, I think a couple things. One, people leave copy to the end. Mm. They focus on the design or the technical aspects and they don't think about the words that they're using. That's such a, that's like headlines. I'm like we're obsessed yeah. with headline writing and most people will go and spend like take a blog a, a content writer. Yep. They'll go spend 4 hours and write 3000 words and then go and that's the title. It's like the other way, and we were talking about what we just said earlier, which is like the job of the headlines to get you to the next line. Nobody's gonna read your three thousand word article if you don't hook them with the headline. It's the right. same thing is right. True. So they don't they don't start with copy, and then I think unless you're working on a, a product that feels like a full experience, yeah. it probably feels 
awkward or hard to think about the narrative of your individual feature yeah. if you're not working on a whole end-to-end yeah. -end flow. Yeah. But I think at the same time, if you're solving a problem, in and of itself, a problem has a story around it, yeah. and there's probably a way you can do it. Do you think, is it ever like you might over talk, like, because I'm sure sometimes you have to write a one pager for something that's like yes. a little bug fix 100%. or an update. Mm -hmm. And I could see how that's hard to be like, <clears throat> Story, problem, solution, yeah. examples, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I get no, that. but I think it's actually. I would actually say, even for those products, it's just as important, even maybe more so, to tie that back to the story that you're telling across all of the things that you're working on. Because if you're only ever just looking at these right. little tiny things and it's like, ugh, this sucks, right. we're just building these little tiny things. But if you understand why this little tiny bug you're fixing is going to enable that incredible headline that you wrote, right. that's how you get motivated. So you'd make that your story is this is a bug fix because it's part of a bigger piece right. yeah. as opposed to this thing. I'm yeah, saying. and as a product manager, you yeah. need to be able to tell that bigger yeah. story because yeah. we can't tell that then Ooh, this okay this is perfect this is why you need to go read cashvertising because okay. there's a great line in cashvertising where i forget he 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 basically read a million copywriting books and then wrote this book so it's okay. probably from somebody else but he said people maybe this is like where we can end which is like people want holes not shovels right and so there's like there's two ways to, to sell a shovel right you could say uh here is this, it's about, you know, I'm gonna say this is this thing is four feet long, it has a lovely aluminum handle and a plastic uh, top, and it's gonna you know help you move the snow out of your driveway, right? No, people want, I'm gonna sell you, I'm gonna sell you something that in 30 minutes is gonna make the snow disappear from your driveway. I want that thing. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's a shovel. Okay, great. And I think that lesson is like, wow, that is such a good lesson in the product marketing, product management world. It's like, mm -hmm. people want holes, not shovels. So when you're writing your one pager, how can you show the hole and the hole in the lawn or the or the, the snow outcome. out of the driveway? We call it the outcome. The outcome, mm -hmm. the outcome, the outcome. Yep. Holes, not shovels is like, say what you mean. Yeah. The outcome is outcome like. Is like product manager. <laughs> <laughs> Turn to page 87. Yeah. It's like the outcome. No, I love that. That's a hard Great. one. It's a hard one. And yeah. I think you have to reverse. Uh, the other thing he says is like, what is the, you know, you need to be the spinach for Popeye, right? Like the person that you're trying to get to use this is Popeye and mm -hmm. your thing is going to be spinach. What happens when Popeye right. eats spinach? You, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's your superpower. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. How's it, how's it been being a podcast host? It's really stressful. Do you like it? It's stressful. It's yeah. not stressful. <laughs> Get out of here. This is the easiest part of 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 work every day. You come here and you just um, talk. Or maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to. I want to make sure that the things that we talk about are useful yeah. and that people are getting value out of it. And I think I try to keep the bar pretty high, and I don't want to just waste anyone's time. And so yeah. I think that you know, it's it's easy just to sit like anything. I think it's easy to sit down and record something. Yeah. It's not easy to sit down and record something that's super valuable. True. So. That's a good point. There's more noise than ever today, so if you can be valuable. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh? What do you want to do with this podcast in the future? You told me less guests. I did, yeah. I want to – I think it's – there are so many podcasts where you just hear people talking to each other. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I said sorry about that. Uh, like, like, just talking like, to each other like about, our show, like Secret yeah, Wisdom. Yeah, yeah, right? Where it's like, oh, this is really great. We're talking about this topic, and this is the five keys to whatever, and you should do it this way. But, like, how does the person who's actually doing the job do that? Mm. Like, how, how do you go back to your desk and sit down and, like, yeah. write that headline or whatever it is? And I think for product, it's a nebulous job to start with. So yeah. then, you know, when someone's saying, like, use more data. Yeah. How, what does that look like? So I want to bring, bring more of the this is what I actually did to work on that type of thing.
tactical. People love the tactical. I think one of the things I go to a lot of like conferences and you know listen to bullshit. Most valuable stuff I've found lately is when I'm sitting around like five other people who are doing the same thing I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Because then it's almost like therapy. You're like, oh my god, you're all going through this too. Yes. And like, if that's what your podcast is, that's really cool. Yeah, and it's I think it's relatively hard to find for product. So yeah, build. You heard it here first. Go to build.com. No, we don't have that. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> built. All right. Make sure you leave Maggie a six-star review. Yeah. Please. Only. Do you get six-star? Do you ask for six-star reviews? I do. Oh, yeah, do? I ask okay. for them because I right. want more shout-outs than you. Okay. Yeah. I don't get any shout-outs I don't, anymore. I don't see the reviews, so I don't know if you we have any. They go into Notify in Slack. Well, I, so I'm not getting them. Okay. All right. Leave Maggie a review. Um, if, you, if you would like me to come back on Maggie's show... No, I'm one time only. Just okay. Kidding. It's not about me. <laughs> um, thanks for having me. Thank You're you. You're doing an awesome yeah. job with this podcast. Appreciate it. Product managers, keep building. Keep doing stuff on GitHub and whatever you all do out there, all right? <laughs> See ya. See ya.